0: April 17th, we turn our attention now to the New Testament. Today we'll be reading in Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Here's what's going on there. We're hearing about ignorant prayer. I've prayed a few of those in my time. How about you? Although the young man had many good qualities, one of them was not spiritual understanding. He did not really see himself, Jesus, or the peril he was in because of his riches. The publican went away justified, while the young man went away sorrowful. What happens at the close of your prayers? Well then we'll learn about persistent prayer. The blind man was not to be stopped. He had this great opportunity which was passing by him and he would not let it pass. He heard his voice and our Lord stopped. He looked and he listened and then He healed. Jesus is not too busy to hear you. He is not too busy to stop for you. Just be sure that you are in earnest when you pray. And know what you want when he asks you, What do you want me to do for you? It was Oswald Chambers who said, The revelation of our spiritual standing is what we ask in prayer. Sometimes what we ask is an insult, actually, to God. We ask with our eyes on the possibilities or on ourselves, not on Jesus Christ. Our prize is the Lord Jesus himself. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 17th, Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to get eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But as for your question, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was a child. There is still one thing you lack, Jesus said. Sell all you have and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became sad because he was very rich. Jesus watched him go and then said to his disciples, How hard it is for rich people to get into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible from a human perspective is possible with God. Peter said, We have left our homes and followed you. Yes, Jesus replied, And I assure you, everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life as well as receiving eternal life in the world to come. Gathering the twelve disciples around him, Jesus told them, As you know, we are going to Jerusalem, and when we get there, all the predictions of the ancient prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans to be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will whip him and kill him. But on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand a thing he said— its significance was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As they approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me! The crowds ahead of Jesus tried to hush the man. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me! When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. Then Jesus asked the man, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he pleaded, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, you can see. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too.
1: Let's read on. Look, look, look at the advantage you have in troubling times to experience supernatural peace. Look at verse eighteen. Jesus says, "I will not leave you as orphans. I have adopted you, and you are mine." Look at this semicolon. I will come to you. Do you feel abandoned? Do you feel overlooked? you feel marginalized, you feel undervalued, you feel like your spouse and you've grown distant, you feel like you haven't heard from your son who went off to college you're starting to get worried and you're wondering, God, are you faithful? God, are you true? God, are you there? Look at this promise. He says, I will come to you. I am not a negligent father. I am not far from you. I'm on the inside of you. I will come to you time and time and time and time again. I am faithful. I am true. I do not change. So I'm here to tell somebody who's going through the fight of their life or the storm of a lifetime and you got questions and you got concerns and you got stress and you got anxiety and you got fear and you're going, God, where are you? I want to remind you, we have a promise that he is faithful, he is true, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. I will come to you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Listen to that. The world's not going to see him because he's not, no longer in his physical, visible form. But we will still see him because now he's in his spirit form, and the spirit within us will show us Jesus. He says, in the day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has, here it is again, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I will manifest myself to him. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Spirit of Jesus is your counselor, which is to say the primary role of the Spirit of Jesus is to show you Jesus. The Spirit wants to do one thing the most on the inside of you. He yearns to show you Jesus. That's his passion for he is Jesus. And I'm telling you, I'm just going to give you a little, a little tool a little, a little key, when you open this book, look for Jesus. It's, my favorite. it's like a treasure hunt. It's my favorite thing to do is to open this book and say, now, 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 Spirit of Jesus, show me Jesus. I'm telling you, he'll show you Jesus in the book of Lamentations. Don't look for principles merely. Don't look for just a good story merely. Don't look for success keys merely. Look for Jesus, and this book will come alive to you. Spirit, Spirit of Jesus, sh- show me Jesus in this verse. Show me Jesus. In a verse, like if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Jesus is in there. That's when you go, wait a minute, I can't love you and I can't keep, keep, my, keep your commandments. And that's where Jesus goes, I know, that's what I do. <laughs> Through you, for you, help you. And there he is. Telling you when we get together, it's got to be more about Jesus than ourselves. We read this book, it's got to be more about Jesus than ourselves. The strength and power, fortitude, strength and peace is not in ourselves. It's in Jesus. It's in Jesus. What does the counselor do? He manifests to you Jesus. Notice what it says going all the way down. It says, verse 26, the helper, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He's a counselor. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said.
0: Today we're reading Psalm 86. David is asking a few things of God. Basically it comes down to this, preserve my life, unite my heart, strengthen my hand. David was in trouble again. As he always did, he turned to the Lord for help. And he presented some reasons why God should answer him. God was his God, it was very personal. And he was God's servant. God was merciful, he knew that. And David needed mercy, just like you and me. He wanted God alone to be glorified in the victory. God is good and great and ready to help, and David knew that. And then he prayed to have his heart united. You see, a divided heart leads only to instability, because you cannot serve two masters. With a single heart, fear the Lord, learn from the Lord, obey the Lord, and praise His name. And then we'll hear that David prays for God to strengthen his hand, David's strength and experience were inadequate to face the foe. He needed the strength of the Lord. I mean, David knew his theology well, and that helped him in his praying. See, the better you know God, the better you can approach Him with your needs, the better you can come confidently and boldly into the throne room. Psalm 86, verses 1-17, through A Prayer of David Bend down, O Lord, and hear my prayer. Answer me, for I need your help. Protect me, for I am devoted to you. Save me, for I serve you and trust you. You are my God. Be merciful, O Lord, for I am calling on you constantly. Give me happiness, O Lord, for my life depends on you. O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask your aid. Listen closely to my prayer, O Lord. Hear my urgent cry. I will call to you whenever trouble strikes, and you will answer me. Nowhere among the pagan gods is there a God like you, O Lord. There are no other miracles like yours. All the nations, and you made each one, will come and bow before you, Lord. They will praise your great and holy name. FOR YOU ARE GREAT AND PERFORM GREAT MIRACLES, YOU ALONE ARE GOD. TEACH ME YOUR WAYS, O LORD, THAT I MAY LIVE ACCORDING TO YOUR TRUTH. GRANT ME PURITY OF HEART, THAT I MAY HONOR YOU. WITH ALL MY HEART I WILL PRAISE YOU, O LORD MY GOD. I WILL GIVE GLORY TO YOUR NAME FOREVER, FOR YOUR LOVE FOR ME IS VERY GREAT. YOU HAVE RESCUED ME FROM THE DEPTHS OF DEATH. O God, insolent people rise up against me, violent people are trying to kill me, and you mean nothing to them. But you, O Lord, are a merciful and gracious God, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love and truth. Look down and have mercy on me. Give strength to your servant, yes, save me, for I am your servant. Send me a sign of your favor, then those who hate me will be put to shame." For you, O Lord, help and comfort me. Proverbs 13, verses 9 and 10. The life of the godly is full of light and joy, but the sinner's light is snuffed out. Pride leads to arguments. Those who take advice are wise.